On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Okay, my blood pressure just went through the roof right before we started. What happened? Whoa. Yeah, this is bad. What? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. We, we may have to find a new church now. What? What? Our pastor posted on Facebook that Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, no. Folks have been saying no, it. Sir. I'm telling you, he folks must have be, been saying it. He must Whoa. be sick. His taste buds are off. And Pastor Scott, I thought we were boys, oh, but now, Scott. now I, I don't know. <gasps> I just I'm, we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take a look at our life priorities now. Have you tried Jenny. it, Heath? Have you tried the new Popeyes chicken sandwich? No, I don't need to to know that the Chick Fil A sandwich is better. <laughs> I've heard that to. they've been selling out. You guys, there's like yeah. there's like a handwritten notes on the outside of all these Popeyes saying that they're sold out because people have been going in and buying these sandwiches like real. crazy. I I got so played by this. It blew up on Twitter a couple days ago, right? Yeah. The Chick Fil A yeah. Popeyes debate. That night, I went to Popeyes. I was like, I gotta know. I gotta get one of these. Things. It worked on you. They were sold and? out. They didn't oh, have they were any. sold out. No, so I got a five piece spicy chicken tenders box. That's and good I, too, I though. Felt horrible like, the whole next day. It was yeah. not worth it. Did they even have any of the sandwiches or was this uh, just a media hype thing to get people in to buy yeah. the other random food on the menu? I totally fell for okay, it. Just because of that, everybody, if you're listening, you got other churches too you want to recommend, <laughs> send our way. Um, Some Chick-fil-A loving churches, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Although that gets political and controversial oh, these days. Yeah. Don't get, everybody don't get sandwich. your underwear up in a wad. Just be okay. <laughs> hey, it's back to school season. Yes, it is. You guys got a kiddo going back to school? Mm-hmm. You know, the first we time. do. Going to right. school, right. not that kind of Going two. to yeah. school. She's two. She's two years old, so it's school. I can't believe uh-huh. she's already two. Oh, my gosh. She goes um, two days a week. Okay. And then she'll be adding a third day in a couple of weeks. That's a big commitment. All right. That's a big step for a kiddo. Is, is that a full day yeah. thing she or goes, is it a half day? Um, it's, a, it's like a half day. They yep. do nap there, and then we pick up right after nap, and she sleeps Man, on that sounds nap awesome. mat. <laughs> I know. Why do we all not have nap mats at work? I, I believe know. in them. I believe in every company should have nap pods. Have you ever looked at them? Google nap oh, pods. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nap pods. They're cool. Yeah, you might be on something. No, look, a good 20 minute nap. It's like if you don't want to go over 20 minutes, so over 20 minutes where you get drowsy. 20 minutes, oh, eyes yeah. closed. Over perfect. 20 minutes is when you wake up and you're like, wait, what day is it? Did I right, miss yeah, work? Did I oversleep? Who am I? <laughs> where am I? What is this nap <laughs> yes. pod? Yeah. Well, and I feel like in today's, in, in Texas's heat these days, like when you're waking up, it's like no matter how cool the house is or not, it's like you're like, what the heck is going on outside? Because it's like, 
God, miserable baked, no matter what God, time. we oh. are baked. You don't S-O-S. have to do it. S-O-S. Yeah. It, it was, has been hot. It was so hot at my apartment the other day that we had rolling blackouts and like the AC would just stop working randomly, which is even worse. Oh. It's so hot the AC stops working. Yeah. Wow. It's a nightmare. It's the worst oh, thing ever. But Speaking of. Yeah. Our first article, we've got uh, this thing from the Federal Energy Commission, uh, a program that suggests keeping your thermostat set at 78 degrees is ideal for energy efficiency. According to Energy Star, keeping your central air thermostat at 78 degrees is optimal for cooling and energy efficiency, but this recommendation only applies when you're at home. When you're away from the house during the day, you should keep your thermostat set to 85 or higher, and when you sleep, they recommend keeping it at 82 it's ludicrous. or higher. <laughs> this is for those who hate to sweat in the summer months. They say it's going to be a challenge what? for you, but <laughs> they said if, if you can do this, you're going to see big returns on your energy bill. I'm sure. I bet you see even bigger returns if you just turn it off. Yeah, 3% or higher, Matt. I don't don't know if I turned it off all day if I would get up, if it would get up to 85. Well, I guess it would in Texas. Oh, yes, Matt, you said you what, so what is everybody's rules with thermostat? What's the thermostat rules? Oh, look, I I mean, I'm I'm willing to go last because I have a feeling that I have got everybody beat in this room. Okay. I mean, you two are are joined here, so it's maybe not quite fair. We are joined. We are not in agreement, but we are currently joined. We're still currently married. What are you going Despite for? Despite the discrepancy. Do you, do you change between, um, you know, daytime and nighttime yes. or away and home he, and away? He sets the rules. I suffer through them. Go ahead. No, we, we, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> Big no. disclaimer. Absolutely not. Okay. That's a, no, because before you, yes. it would be at 69 degrees when I was asleep. Oh, That's right. He spent his whole salary. Sleeps like a bear. <laughs> on on the air conditioning. If, before you, 69 degrees at night. So now we're, you know, look in the summer right now when it's 100 plus degrees. I mean, keeping a house 25 degrees cooler, like most ACs can't even really. Yeah, right. It's okay. hard so, so right now it's like a, we keep it on 75 and at night put it down to 73 when it can actually cool down. Okay. Um, but because honestly that's just because right now it's just 105 degrees outside yeah it's 75 the ac barely gets a break yeah. at all during the day right. and i don't want to come back we home come with to the studio over. to get cooled down yeah we're we're <laughs> 75 in christine's home when she's not home 76 uh and then 73 when we're sleeping yeah same oh wait so she's the one who likes it cooler uh, no honestly uh but she's very particular about like those couple degrees like i try to go 72 when we're sleeping and she's like no no 73 let's not let's not go too far oh. here like it's a it's a very fine balance between the two of us but we got it pretty much worked out matt what's going on in there um, but what's yours, Jamie? Right. Like, where would you perfectly yeah, okay, love yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I guess things are working out in my favor because I suppose 75, and, and I never thought about it because I'd never lived with anybody until I met Heath. You know what I mean? So I always just w- was of whatever suited my fancy that day. If sure. I was like wearing shorts and a tank top, it'd be a certain temperature. If I was felt like putting something cozy on, it'd be a certain temperature. But I think 75 is fine for me. When I was at Fox 4, the studio was so frigid, mm-hmm. I would almost feel like my teeth were chattering. Right. Like you can't feel your lips after yes. you finish the segment. Because it would be in the 60s. Right? What was it, like 62? Something stupid. It was absurd. I wore um, an electric blanket, mm. which I've now researched and realized is like not the healthiest thing to wear on your lap for five really? hours a day. Oh, no. I, I don't think that. it's ideal. If you do oh. that, maybe Google it. You gotta do but what you I would do. wear do an electric research. blanket on my legs just to like keep the blood flow moving, and I would wear tights and sometimes long underwear underneath my, oh my like indoor clothes. So anyway, Matt, let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw a number out here. So absurd. You're going to think I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. And this is not me. Uh, this is my wife. She runs the AC in the house. So like you said, Heath, 
in the summer months, it's very difficult to hit this number. So usually we don't, and we have to have to keep it higher. Uh, but when it comes to the fall, and especially in the winter, 62. Stop that it. Is, that is the number on my thermostat. I still don't believe she it. She should work at Fox 4. I'm telling <laughs> she you. She should. I am telling you. See, I thought you were going to be on the opposite of how hot she wanted. No. That's what's so funny, because usually 62. it's the women. Yeah. 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 No, it is It is 62. Now, now again, we've we've got it you, up you around 70. You have no chance 70. in hell getting there right now. I mean, no, no, no. To, to, you can't. You can't. You, uh, we we have a very highly insulated house and yeah. new windows, and to get it to 73 when it's 105 outside is, is a miracle. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, we're we're in the high 60s range right now but i'm 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 not kidding in the winter months whenever um we have we're running off of heat um she'll turn that off and it, it'll get down below 60 in the house i hope it'll you get guys are like using 59. energy ogre yeah I, i've talked to her true. about that no we no. need to yeah oh, absolutely wow. you how are you not using i've said it a million and times are literally using more energy than I, 10 other texans dude, I'm telling you. and you're not I'm using i'm just i'm just offended right energy now. ogre is the only thing i know of that sounds too good to be true but actually isn't it's energy e-n-e-r-g-y-o-g-r-e Dot com. Use the code second shot. You'll get a free month to try it out. I'm I finally you. got her to say the other day, hey, we should probably do that thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. I need, I need to just go okay. and sign up. We're Real quick. so rogue. Yeah, before we dig into the actual segment, yeah. what are your at home, sleeping, and away temperatures? Because we didn't actually get those. Well, my wife works from home, so okay. it, it's kind of the same. No matter, but we, well, yeah, if she could. Now, um, okay. <laughs> again, we've gotten to the point where during the day, it's okay. It creeps up to about 70. She's mm-hmm. fine. Wow. We run a lot of fans. All right. Um, and, uh, and then, but yeah, at night, she's like inching that thing down, and, mm. and I freeze to death uh, the entire time. Yeah, like I, I'm pajamas. so cold. You need, to, you need to get yourself like a, a smart thermostat, right? And start playing with it on your phone I from know. far away. Just like I, think that's reason, I think that's the reason why we don't have one, is because she knows I'd be <laughs> messing with it when, we're not, when I'm not away or okay. not there. Okay, so let's do the second shot. Now yes. that we've gotten through this madness, and yes, I hope your I'm wife sorry. listens to this episode, this I gonna, love yeah. it. Um, so, second shot on this, the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about what's the, what could be like the real world life takeaway or second shot from this article is that we just always think that other people are experiencing life in the same way we are and I think we assume like why wouldn't somebody I assume why wouldn't somebody want at 75 why would you want to freeze you know and then Mm -hmm. the people who are freezing are thinking why would you want to live so hot and we go through life if we can realize just like the simple flip of the switch of realizing they're, they're living in another world, another body, another experience, a different set of circumstances, and they may not, not like my exact circumstances, and how can we work together um, to kind of find a middle ground? Yeah, Does I mean, that make I, sense? I, yeah. Hear, I hear some of those numbers, and, I, and like some of that stuff sounds alien to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can I relate to somebody who wants to keep the house at 85 degrees? That sounds ludicrous, but there are people out there who do, so yeah, you're right, you have to... It's a it's a good lesson in finding a way to try to see the other person's point of view and say I cannot get there myself, but I understand that you do, and let's find a way to work this out. Right, we're all like in our own sphere, our own bubbles, yeah. uh, you know, and so you have to kind of reach out and think, okay, what are the what are, what is this other person dealing with? But you have to want to. I Most do want to. No, no, but, but or no, I would no. have moved out long ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. That's not true. Because all this pure sexiness that kept <laughs> you true. staying. That wouldn't have happened. You know, <laughs> you know but, but that's the thing. No, but I think a lot of people in, in today's world, they don't really care to know the other people. And, and, and to see the other person's point. They don't, they're not looking for that. They're not, they're not looking for other ways to challenge their beliefs. They're looking to confirm their own beliefs. Mm. 
You know what I mean? That, that's yeah. a difference um, mm-hmm. in, in all of them. I will I will also say that if you're somebody who knows that you're, you don't really care and you don't want to, life is a lot easier, a <laughs> lot easier. If you, like, even if you're just gonna do this for a selfish motive, your life will be a lot easier mm-hmm. if you start to step into the other person's thermostat, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I think it just softens everything. It just softens the lines of everything. I agree. Yeah. Everybody's got this like ideal setting they need to like really feel like they work the most efficiently. And like, I, I enjoy having a conversation around that, around figuring out, okay, what's your, what's your number? What's your thing? What's your, what, what, what drives you and motivates you? Even if it's your AC temperature, you know what I mean? To, to be the best person you can be. I love yep. that kind of stuff. Well, and what I actually thought about it on was that the, the national deal is like 212 degrees Fahrenheit is the boiling point, right? At 212 degrees, that's when things boil. Mm-hmm. At 211 degrees, things do not boil. And how many times do we think that we're pushed in a certain amount of effort into something and we're only at 211 degrees, mm. we're not at 212. You know, like we, we what we, <laughs> okay. we really, when you think about shot. that right. one degrees difference, yeah. You go, well, that's one degrees, but it is the difference between that water boiling and not. Yeah. That's insane. A volatile that one reaction. one degree is the biggest difference. So it's like, whatever you're going through or, or going for, you're not, you've got more to push inside of you. I've been listening um, to this book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, who is, David Goggins is, is considered to be the toughest person in the world i mean can't hurt me can't hurt me by mm-hmm. david goggins he's be careful if you if you foul language bothers you don't look up david goggins or right. anything because he uses lots of foul language but his his story is real and i like his realness and i can look past all that because of the realness mm-hmm. but um he is considered to be the toughest person alive oh and, wow and and um and, and you'll look up his story and see but what he talks about is how we don't know how much more we have left in us. And I think about it there that a lot of times we think we're at that boiling point, but we're at 211. We're not at 212. Oh. Like, like we think that we are, um, this is it. This is over. This is the end. This is whatever. No, you haven't even gotten there yet. I think that yeah. all the time. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, yes. you haven't even got to the tipping point. Like, you're point. not even simmering. Yeah, you're definitely not boiling. Mm. And even when you think you're that close, that one degree's difference, that one degree's difference is the difference between it boiling and how important that one little ump to push over the mountaintop is. So that was kind of my second shot. Oh, that's good. We're going like to keep it. pushing. Yeah. We are not boiling <laughs> yet. Not yet. We'll be back in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Okay, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about a company called Energy Ogre. So Heath and I have been using this company for years to save money on our electricity. Uh, We've told you guys about it for for months and months and months too. So basically what they do is they shop around your electricity and then they find the lowest option and then they manage it. So you know how if you notice your rates are going up, you might call around, but but who really does that? So they do that for you. The deal is that it costs $10 a month, and if they can't save you anything, then they you get the $10 back. So for us, what we noticed is it cut our bill at least in half. So we're talking, we were upwards of 200, maybe a little more than $200 a month. Now we're down to 100, yes, 
even in the blazing summers here in the Dallas area of Texas. So it's energyogre.com. So here's ogre, it's O-G-R-E. So E-N-E-R-G-Y-O-G-R-E.com. And they actually give us a deal for Second Shot listeners. So if you would like to use it, the discount code is Second Shot. So you can try it for free and see how it works. Again, it's really not a risk because if you get on there and they can't save you any money, then they don't charge you anything and you'll get to try it out for free with the code second shot. Ready, aim, fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. For another round, and I thought that was a hot. That was boiling. That, that, was, that last one was boiling. <laughs> they had had enough. They shut it down after that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, th- th- there was a there's this um, book that's like a, it's called 212 Degrees. I think it's like a little old sales book type thing that uh-huh. was, that talks about how you're at that boiling point. And, and that whenever I heard that article, it really that that really brought me back my memories to 10 years ago reading that little book, and because I just thought about that pushing the degrees over. But I also know that you know. I Matt. Now, here's the thing, Matt. Yeah. You never told us what would your ideal temperature be. Um, I'd probably be whenever if she goes out of town for a weekend or something like that. Um, I'm usually keeping the house in the low 70 range. So I, I'm still like probably a little cooler than what the average might be. Like 70 feels good to me. 72 feels good to mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm a big windows open guy. So whenever the Whenever the outside temperature reaches the mid seventies or lower, I've got all the windows in the house open and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm where I'm sitting. I think it's more shameful the fact that he's not an energy ogre after two years of being on the show. <laughs> what are we even what, doing here? Why, why do you do you want to pay more money? Do our ad- I don't have, want have, to pay have, more money. So, no, I wait, promise wait, no, I don't. You must want to because <laughs> have I not clearly stated to you the amount of money you have we multiple save? Times. You so have multiple so times. you must really enjoy Once an episode. Look, paying more money. Let me tell you what it is. I'm lazy. That's, Look, that's the 100% it what it is. It takes five seconds. Look, that's not it the does. excuse. It's, I, really, it's not the excuse, but it's the reason. It can't be. He's not at his boiling point of how much money he's going to pay for his energy. Matt's just rich and loves throwing money out the window. He does. It's true. He's like burning it over there in the studio. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Just burning Lunch is on you. 212 degrees. Money ogre. Lunch is not on me because I've spent all my money on electricity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, what's our next headline, guys? Our next headline, uh, this is a follow-up story. A Charlotte man see- seen passing out resumes during rush hour gets interviews. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Fox 46 out there did a report a couple weeks ago about a man named Michael Bridges who was seen passing out resumes on the side of the road during rush hour. Just like just like a homeless person holding the sign. This is a follow-up story. One week later, he's getting interviews because people saw him doing this and started pushing on social media, taking photos. Hey, check this guy out. Here's a copy of his resume. Anybody looking for a job? Uh, he's a father of two young children. He's got a master's degree in business and when he was laid off, he made a sign letting people know he was laid off and asked, asked him to take a resume. He said he was looking to find an opportunity, not a handout. Since then, people have come out of the woodwork. A, a, a suit company has given him a fresh suit for interviews. Uh, Fox 46 has reported on him. He's gotten this huge push from the community about this. Just for standing on the side of the road and doing what the rest of us do on the internet at home. Passing out resumes. <laughs> Showing what up you, in person. What do you guys think about this? And here's the thing. We've had, we've had I mean, I think we've actually had a couple headlines that were similar to, to stories like this mm-hmm. of different people in different areas of yeah. the country. So, you know, when I heard it at first, I was like, "Oh, we've done we've done several of those." But then, what what kind of clicked with me and on on my second shot on it all was, um, look, we we're at a spot now that unemployment it's at an all time low. Okay, 
and so this is really a point to where um, the employees can take control of things uh, for the most part they have the leverage not the employers as much this is the time to start this is the time to be asking for those pay raises those perks or whatever because there's a lot there's opportunity growing and there's a shortage there right but then i also get the phone calls from people that go yeah i've sent out my resume a lot of people and i've not got any phone call back so i looked at this one but i was like why didn't you apply to that one well you know um, it said you had to have this and i don't really have exactly that so apply I'm like, why, why do you let those? And, and well, Jenny would be the one that if it was like, if there was requirements that said you had to have these things, and she didn't have it, she wouldn't apply. I would apply. Yes, yeah, he, he is ignorance on fire. <laughs> he thinks he's qualified when he's not, folks. Yeah. Um, true, true. But what I guess what I would do though. I mean, I've technically never even applied for a job is, though in my life. And I so. was asking Heath the other day as I was putting together a resume myself. Uh-oh. I said, Have you ever even? put together a resume they colonial needed one to have on file so we slapped one together but like that was the only reason i've ever had one can we get a copy of that and post it on facebook for the i'm show? sure it's I'm riddled with typos actually i think my sister-in-law probably, probably jane I probably, probably had did her it. Over, <laughs> look, look over to uh to fix all the grammar and <laughs> punctuation I'd, I'd and stuff love to see the heath oaks resume but I, the thing is is i also a resume from nowadays with the whole um, recruiting world being so online and digital the best way in the world to get jobs and the best way that you will get one would be through personal referrals personal recruiting type of things right so if you know people at companies trying to get out there and mingle and know them like you were talking about Zach while ago that you know you went to a networking event right that was out of your comfort zone yes. to do it. Now, yeah. to so that was Very way out of your out comfort, comfort zone, zone and I bet you a hundred things came up to give you an excuse to not go to that networking event. Oh, yeah. Right. And I you, invented you, 90 of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but did something good come out of it? I think so. I mean, Opportunity came uh, out of it. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So yeah. that is good. That's better than what you had before, correct? Big time. But yet, a lot of people, you should be fighting to find a new one every day when something good comes from it, but people still don't want to get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just live in the digitized world of sending resumes. You got to go out, shake hands, kiss babies. You know what I mean? Do do mm-hmm. the old school way. I mean, um, we had a situation looking at a piece of real estate where all these other people looking online, doing all these other things. And I went out and shook hands and kissed babies and found a spot where they said there was none. Mm-hmm. Guess why? Because I met people face to face. So resumes and stuff, stop just sending them out there. If you're wanting a job at a company or you want something, you know what you need to do? Go walk your happy butt in there with the resume and demand to go talk to the person and yep. show it to them. Who cares what they say? Like, the worst thing they're going to do is say no. I can almost guarantee you if you just have a random resume online that gets shuffled in a deck, you're almost going to get that no 100% of the time. Anyways, go get the no to face-to-face. It's harder to say no to people face-to-face, Absolutely. too. It's, it, it is. It's. I mean, it's the same thing. It works w- with interviewing. If you want to get an interview, you know, like in news, if you want to get an interview with a person, the rule is if you can drive to them, do that rather than call and ask. How did you get your first job? Because um, showing up. Yeah, but I mean, in an interview, like if I know someone doesn't want to do an interview with me on camera, I just go to their house. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or call and say, hey, I'm I'm in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Let them know the proximity. It's much harder to say, no, go back to where you came from. But yes, that's how I got my first job in news. Um, or that's how I got somebody to even give me an audition because I was not qualified. All news jobs require prior experience. How do you get prior experience without getting a news job? It's kind of a conundrum. So uh, my mom and I drove to every place within driving distance, took my red VHS tapes, 
with my printed off label from my typewriter. And um, <laughs> that's how you know that was a long time ago. Was, VHS tapes, those stand yes, out against the right, black. That's, that's right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, hey. And so finally, I found somebody in Yakima, Washington to give me an interview. And it was so bad that he did not offer me an on camera job. That was because you but showed up there to hand the tapes. He said, I will give you a, a job behind the scenes. I, you can write, you can run the teleprompter, you can you know, run scripts to the anchors. And, and so that was how I got my foot in the door. But I had already sent, That's the, the point is, I had already sent my VHS tape to this guy. He had already gotten it. He was not interested until I drove what was, I think, three hours um, to go drop it off and be like, I'm here. And I had also emailed and asked for a meeting. Now, I'm not saying to stalk people, but... I was either going to get a job in this business or I wasn't, and clearly sending out tapes wasn't working. And that, that's where a lot of people don't do in today's world. They try to live on the digitized thing of just sending it out there. And honestly, it's like, be more be more pointed. Find the place, like, like here's things. We sell ourselves short and think, well, I just want me a job. I don't think anybody's going to give me anything specific, and they send it. No. Damn it. Get there and go, what do I want? And whatever you want, yeah. why don't you research it and find, like, that's the company I want. Who cares if you're not qualified, if you don't think you are? Go stand out there, and everybody that walks out, shake your hands, get to know them. Do whatever you want. Find what you want and go after it to heck with what any of it says. Because I can tell you right now that I, I know story after story of people that didn't hit these certain qualifications, but they went after it so bad, and they wanted it so much that they kept going and kept showing up that sooner or later they gave in. So the, the thing that this story makes me think of is the like the illusion of effort. And I don't necessarily mean it towards this guy because I like I've thankfully I've never been in this guy's shoes where he uh -huh. got laid off and he's got kids that he's got to support and you know he's looking for a job. Like I'm I'm sure I, I I'm glad I'm I'm happy that I that I haven't had to deal with that. But at the same time, I think a lot of people would look at what he's doing and they say, Oh, he's out there he's out standing out there handing out resumes and like look at him working hard and I think there's probably a better, more efficient way to go about what he's doing, and he probably would get results better than just standing out there handing out resumes. You know, and I, I think a lot of us do that, kind of like what Heath was saying. I think a lot of us feel oh, content, feel content to just say, "Well, I sent out a bunch of resumes and nothing happened, and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying though. Like, look at me out here trying." Um, I, I think, I think if we really step back and say, "Well, are we really trying, or are we just putting forward the illusion of?" of effort Ooh, and, and making, us, making us feel like, well, I've been standing out here on this corner handing out my resumes and nothing's happened, so I guess it's not going to work out yeah, for me. Yeah, because see, his isn't the illusion. Us sitting behind the screen sending out resumes is because you know what? Look yeah, yeah. at him. He's now been on TV because of that. It worked and, out and for him. And the amount him, yeah. of people that we saw him face-to-face -face standing there in a day, that was actually a very um, it, law of numbers. Standing at that intersection mm -hmm. all day is going to get a lot of chance of a lot of people seeing you face to face. Sure. Yeah. And then everything else is done come his way. So it's like, um, you know, standing behind just shooting out resumes is that illusion to yourself like you're going after that job. No. If you really want something, going after it is getting up off the couch and going and going after yeah. it. That's why I'm going to San Antonio next month. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you going to San Antonio yeah. next month? Hold on. I am. Well, I have another. I thought about this, but I want to know about San Antonio too. What do I? I'm just gonna go stand on the street corner and <laughs> okay. hand out See my VHS Perfect. tape. Yeah. Yes, we'll get a it's gonna be awesome. They're gonna be show. red. What I wanted to ask about was for people who understand this that a lot of times it's about relationships and and people you know and getting to know people. I have some friends that work way out in the middle of nowhere, right? People out in the boonies. I got a friend out in Cleburne who desperately wants a new job, but doesn't know anybody like in the city or anybody around, right? They live out in out nowhere. What's the secret? How do you break out? 
come up here and start getting involved in things you like. I mean, I'm from deep East Texas, and I graduated with 22 people, and now I know a whole lot of people in Dallas. Yeah. That didn't start by... Uh, I mean, Cleburne's a lot closer than where I was. That's a good point. You're not going to until you move your butt from Cleburne to the area you want to be at, number one. So you got to take that leap of faith. And number two, get involved in things you like in that area to meet people. Mm. A lot of the people will sit there and be like, well, well, I live out here in Cleburne. I can't do anything about it. No, you can if you really want to. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it just comes down to do you want it or not. Yeah. And, and, then the, and the truth is, do some people Do you go to the networking things? Do you do all that stuff? Some people listening don't want it that badly. And that's okay, too, to kind of be like, I'm taking a break from this rat race. Yeah, hey. But be honest with yourself that that's not what you want to do right now, so you're not going to put forth the effort. Mm. As long as you own it, then that's all that matters. I mean, when I got to Jacksonville, Florida, I knew nobody. The first thing I did was join a flag football league. I love flag football, so I've had a feeling that, um, you know, other people playing flag football, we would have a lot of similarities. Joined that. Some of my best friends from Jacksonville, Florida were met at that flag football, and some people that worked for me out there, I recruited from there, obviously, that did well. You know, that snowballed into another group of their people that whatnot. And, you know, that that's the thing is you got to take those steps. You've got to take steps. You've got to stop, like Matt said, stop with the illusion of I'm sending out these resumes. I'm, I'm tro- going for it. No, pick what you want. You deserve it. You can go own it. But you got to go out there and do something different than everybody else. You can go out there and wait and put that resume face to face and go show up and go get what you want, no matter what they say there is with it. We'll be back in a minute on third segment of Second Shot. That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Quick break to tell you about mm, one of my favorite books written by my uh, podcast co-host and my husband. So the book is called Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Failing Your Way to Success. So this is a story of basically my husband's journey from being someone who barely graduated from high school, did not finish college, didn't have any real formal education in the business world, and how he went to become one of the top executives at his company. And it's just it's just a fun, inspiring story. If you have somebody who is maybe getting ready to start a new school year or starting a new job or something like that, this is just a good inspiration read for them. A lot of my adult friends have enjoyed it too. And I just had to shout him out and tell you guys about the book. So you can get it on Amazon. You just search Ignorance on Fire. Or if you prefer the audio version, he will be reading it to you in his Texas accent. It is on audible.com. Again, just search Ignorance on Fire. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. You are just a dancing and dancing and yeah. dancing. Brighton walks around the house singing now all the time. She's yeah. twinkle, twinkle, She's got a voice on her. Aww. She definitely got her mom <laughs> singing, and daddy's voice. Singing and dancing, too. She'll she'll bounce. You can look back in the back seat. She's got a little rhythm going. Look, here's yeah. the thing is, Brighton is so advanced, she can probably even leave ratings and reviews. So if you're stuck <laughs> listening to this dadgum podcast and you haven't <laughs> left... Dadgum. Uh, rating a review mean you're going to have problems. Just leave a rating and review. Share it with your friends. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your whatever. Thank you to my cousin Bailey because guess what? I saw she shared our podcast on her Facebook 
and nice. I would love to see others and the Second Shot Facebook group um, to come on in with it. And I think that Jenny's got a little bit of a, some emails and stuff from secondshotcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Yes, and so thank you to Krista who sent in an email. We're always asking for headline ideas, and we didn't get to this one as a particular Second Shot headline, but I did want to thank her for sending it in because she was uh, speaking about the Clear the List movement, which is basically this effort to help teachers get their school supplies Um I mean, I don't need to tell you guys the issue with with teacher pay and school supplies and yeah. resources, et cetera. I know all of you understand it. So there's been this big effort. It's been huge in Texas and California, and now it's spread all over the country using the hashtag clear the list. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, my gosh, I would love to help out a teacher, but I didn't know how. You can search online, clear the list or search on Amazon and you can find a teacher's wish list. And you can buy some supplies for their classroom, and they will be sent to their classroom. It, it's set up. It's awesome. So thank you, Krista, for the reminder on that. Like I said, we I mean, we didn't have a second shot on it because we think it's great. Yep. I mean, it's, I it stinks yeah. that we have to do that, but yeah. this is how people are helping out, which is cool. So I hope you go help a teacher out. Yes, I do too. And so we are kind of doing a, a jump off from that with our question of the week, which is something we started last month, um, doing a, a thought-provoking question of the week, and I've been posting it in the Second Shot Facebook group and also on the Second Shot podcast Instagram. So with it still being sort of back to school time, we're asking everybody, how have teachers made a difference in your life? Bonus points for tagging the teacher that's made a difference. If you can Ooh. find your teacher on Instagram and tag him or her, that would be very cool. But yeah, we would love to hear how teachers have made a difference in your life. So that, you know, shouting these out, it reminds us, I think, of some of those lessons that we've been taught, but it also reminds, reminds teachers because, I mean, again, I don't need to tell you this is a hard job. Yeah. Um, you guys you guys know it, but I would love to be able to hear that from you What's guys. What's yours? Who's? Um, I would say the conf their confidence in my leadership abilities because I was somebody who was very shy. I mean, I didn't speak to anybody for like probably a couple of years in school. and But I had these ideas and I had these things that I wanted to do. And in fifth grade, Mrs. Bennett, I had mentioned that I wanted to run for school president and it was a bunch of guys and then me. and. Um, and she really empowered me to come up with my platform and to say, like, you can do this. This is this is not outside the realm of possibility. And I had this big idea that I wanted to do a clothing drive for this organization that was really close to my heart called Children's Village. And she was like, do it. And, and I did. And I, and I really believe that the reason I was able to run and win and do the school-wide clothing drive was because Mrs. Bennett stood firm in her confidence of me because at the time I just didn't have the confidence in myself. I had the idea, but I didn't really have um, believe in myself yet. So hmm. thank you to her. Uh, well, um, probably like Matt, my obligatory answer would be my parents, of course, they're both yeah. teachers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I've it's got another one. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> obviously their first, but yeah. uh, I've got another one. Uh, my first grade teacher, Miss Cordero, uh, she taught at the same school my mom was at. Uh, and when I was going there right before we moved and, and I remembered I don't remember a lot about first grade this is a long time ago I don't remember a lot about first grade but what stands out to me about Miss Cordero is I seem to remember liking being in her class I thought she was super cool and, and we really got along well and what surprised me was when I was graduating high school Miss Cordero turned up at my high school graduation unannounced Wow. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh my God, I barely remember being in your class, but you remember me. That's awesome. And you took the time out of your life and your day and being a teacher to come over here 
without even reach like without me knowing just to say I'm proud of you yeah and you so did cool. something big yeah, yeah. and it, it kills me that I don't remember her class more I, like I should well, you be, were little. I was little yeah. yeah but she remembered like That's she cool. had she remembers those moments she keeps those moments and like that that meant so much to me and that taught me a lot about like being a big person uh, and and doing things that are meaningful to people that matter even if they don't remember it I don't know uh-huh. yeah I don't know yeah, yeah, there was something great. really big about no. that yeah what about um, you, Matt? Thanks for, for me, and I think a lot of people who I were, hope that your teachers are. I hope that our teachers listen. <laughs> I to know, this podcast. yeah. I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to send it to her. because yeah. um, he is still with us, thankfully. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people who were in in school with me probably would have a very similar answer, and that would be my band director, JB Perry. Mm. Uh, this is at Springtown High School. Um, and the thing about Mr. Perry was he he always had a way of like looking at you and knowing when you. When you weren't giving your full effort, and he was never—he was never rude about it, but he always like he could tell even from when I first met him, which was in fifth grade. Whenever you were kind of first deciding what you wanted to do, if you wanted to be in band, and he would come down and speak to all the fifth graders and yeah. say, "Okay, here's what you do." Um, he looked at me, and I told him like, "Hey, I'm, I might want to do this or that," and he's like, "No, you need to play this instrument." And he says, "I see something in you, and I think you need to play this." He was always there to just kind of push me a little bit harder. And say, when I said, you know, I didn't really want to be in any sort of leadership role in the band, he was like, no, you're going to be a squad leader. You're going to be our first chair. You're going to be band president. Like, you're going to do this stuff because I think you should. I, I think. And so I always appreciated the, his his way of kind of coaxing the best out of people in a very nice way and turning, you know, what should have been just a very small town band into a lot of us went to state. A lot of us. Like we won a bunch of marching competitions. Like it was like he made all of us better in a way that I th- I don't think we could have done without him. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. that's excellent. Mine is a teacher that it was a teacher at the school, but wasn't ever actually my teacher. But in our school, you know, everybody was around and because you were always in trouble in your actual class. because <laughs> it, it was a Never small class. class. Yeah. It was a small school. So yeah. everybody at our school knew who Miss Dansby was. Miss Dansby was the cheerleading uh, sponsor, uh, you know, over the cheerleaders, and she also was always voted the most school. She was the one run. She would run through the pep rallies with an Indian costume on. <laughs> Miss Dansby was very hard to overlook. Okay, because she was always loud and awesome and fun. Miss Dansby was the first person that put into me what leadership was, and and that I had something, and that I needed to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, all in the same. And I was very, and still am, a very passionate person about something. I'm if I'm if I'm passionate about it, like I'm all in. On whatever it is so on the football field i was as well and um it was i was probably a freshman sophomore or so and on, on a football game and, and i lost my cool with the players on the on the field and um it wasn't a good look and the next week she grabbed me as i walked down the hall and, and come in there with the most serious like look at me of uh of me losing my cool and said never do that again mm. you are a leader those men out there follow what you say they go up when you're up they're down when you're down and that was pathetic that you lost your cool like that. And mm. I was very disappointed in you. You have more than that, and they do what you do. So you got to stand above it and cannot let that happen again. And that point on was a change in my life because I realized that at that point. I didn't ever, nobody, I, I didn't ever understand that or mm-hmm. realize it. And she did that, and then I knew she was watching, right? And so it was like uh, always there watching, even though I knew my parents were. But there's something about Miss Dansby that, yeah. you know, Miss Dansby was always one saying, uh, I want to start a debate team because Heath, you're going to be graded. And then when I graduated high school, I literally graduated about number 18 out of 22. And most people who get scholarships will be because they're academic. My academic was 
at best I was passing, okay? And she gave me uh, the her son who had passed away. Um, I think it was her son who had passed away. A scholarship. Um, maybe I got that wrong. I need to. Maybe I, I'm not sure. But there was a scholarship Miss Dansby had, and she gave it to me. Um, a five hundred dollar scholarship whenever I graduated, even though my academics weren't there. But she was somebody who just always believed. Yeah. Wow. And I think if you're a teacher listening, and things are tough, and you need your list cleared, remember that honestly, what you do does matter. Yeah, and the impact you can have can be very simple things that may not matter to you. Now you may not think about it now, but you may look up somebody at thirty-two years old down the road and realize how big of an impact that can make. So keep your head up, cheer the children on. Uh, we love you all, and leave us a rating and review. Where can they find you? I love that. that. That was a commonality. All of us. It was about teachers believing in us. So yeah. there's something there. No. JennyAnchondo.com on Instagram, Jenny Anchondo. Also check out the Second Shot Instagram page, which still has fewer followers than our dog, Charlie. So, and we know that a lot of you are listening every week. We see the numbers. We know there's a lot of you out there, so we'd love to see you on that Instagram page, too. At AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Where do you guys keep your AC? And uh, uh, who's the teacher <laughs> that inspired you? Chime in on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Second Shot. We'll see you there. Uh, you can find me at MattStoker1 on Instagram, and also I'll be posting all the new episodes each week in the Second Shot group, so like and comment on that post. Ed Heathokes at Ignorance on Fire on all social media platforms. I'd love to connect with you. See you next time. Love y'all.